welcome. Please stand by. Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you all came here by printed flyers and clean word of mouth. I'm sure you've already read the book, but I'm briefly going to start with my journey for why I went on a social media diet. When I was in my early years, I came from an unconventional home due to my father being a barker in a ballpark, pushing peanuts and beer during games. And so, he would always bring his work home with him, which made him shout about everything. And if we didn't shout back, he wouldn't really hear us. And this format of speaking was instilled deep into my psyche. So much so, I became a professional shock jock. My hook was using a bullhorn during the entire broadcast of my show. It was perfect. It made sense. Simple, one-way communication. But eventually, radio died, and I found myself looking for ways to use my skill set. And then the internet came along. So I began posting things in various places to get a reaction. Things like why cats and dogs make excellent food sources, or how cute babies had a higher rate of spreading germs than the ugly ones. And suddenly responses would come in and likes and follows grew and my adrenaline would race as if pulling a lever on a Vegas slot machine. And the more I would mentally shout in letters and numbers, the more the excitement I felt, like that child finally heard by daddy. And this would lead me to spend all day reading four-letter headlines, taking it in as fact and as my nourishment of truth. But after five years of this, I could no longer think. It was hard to move my thoughts around. I just felt bloated and angry all the time. So I went to my psychologist because even though I looked great, I felt awful inside. And it was then I was diagnosed with obesity of the head, which apparently is a human frailty. When one produces supposed legitimate thoughts with unverified words, and this causes an inflammation of rational ideas and an increase in conspiracies and aggressive emotions. You see, what was truly shocking was I had been binging on a steady diet of junk food for the mind. Short phrases, quick posts about things I didn't know anything about but acted like I did, and joining groupthink chat rooms and mobs. And amazingly enough, it all led to an eventual 30-pound gain of weight in my head. Suddenly, nothing fit anymore. I had to shop for new pairs of glasses and hats. It became difficult to get up in the morning, to the point where looking at myself in the mirror seemed impossible due to the atrophied neck muscles from years of looking down at my phone. 
I had hit my bottom. I began looking at what I mentally consumed and realized, although it seemed easy to access and created great jolts of dopamine, I wasn't getting the mentally nutritious ideas of deep reflection and research. So I began a steady diet. I started with watching public broadcasting, stories about the world outside of pop culture and navel gazing, and immediately noticed the difference. I began shedding the pounds. I could wear baseball caps again. My fingers became relaxed, spending less time using capital letters when typing. Sure, it was difficult at first, exhausted from pushing my attention span past four minutes. And then I increased that to picking up a newspaper. And after I could read cover to cover, I brought in books and I joined a special gym where people would walk in and discuss ideas. Some were for these topics, others were against these topics, but most were just in between. And throughout our workouts, we changed our minds. We asked questions. We even reached conclusions. But oftentimes, we would just leave pondering. And now, my head doctor says, I'm back to a manageable and credible reality. It's what I call as a process of clean learning, which is different from the genetically modified words you get on television that we used to call news programs, which are using factory produced strains of marketing, advertising, and financially driven rating systems to grow their product, a product of empty nutrition for your mind. And so readers, when you realize social media is just a scientifically designed candy bar that eventually rots your skull and relationships around you, you've reached the first step. And so in closing, I'd like to read a recipe from the Social Media Diet Book for day one. <clears throat> Take a quarter hour of public broadcasting and add one hour of vigorous radio listening. Top 40, religion, sports, whatever your radio plays. And it needs to be a radio, not streaming over the internet. Let that sit in your mind. While that's rising and creating more questions, add 30 minutes of tapping a message using Morse code. I provided a key in the appendix. And please note, you don't actually need a machine. You can do this with a spoon or a pencil or drumstick even. It's about working hard to communicate, that's all. And for some added difficulty and to challenge yourself, try this. Memorizing two full seven digit phone numbers. Call these numbers using a payphone that takes quarters. Finally, have a two hour conversation with another human being. And as part of that conversation, please make sure nobody is talking over the other. Thank you. I hope you enjoy the Social Media Diet Book. Please join me now in the back of the store where I'll be signing copies of this book and looking forward to the long, intricate conversations we're about to have.
This has been an episode of the Flypaper Podcast. Music provided by Black Ferns at blackfernsmusic.com. Please help elevate this podcast. Leave a review. Until next time, stand by. Stand by.